Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The best place to be is in the center of God's will. When Daniel is in the lion's den. He's in the will of God. Paul and Silas were in jail. They were in the will of God. Daniel is there, and that's where you and I want to be. The circumstances really don't matter. You and I simply want to be in that place, the will of God, just so we are where God wants us to be. When people think of people of faith, they usually think about people that God used to do amazing things. Moses and the parting of the Red Sea, the three Hebrews who went into the fire rather than bow down to idols and were unharmed, or the miracles that the apostles did. And then there's you, the normal person. (laughs) What do you have in common with those people, you might ask? Well, Pastor Mark will be teaching about that today. You'll learn that the differences between you and them isn't as great as you might think. You'll find out the qualities that made them who they were and that you can acquire those traits too. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 11 with his continuing study called Faith That Pleases God. You say, well, I'm a Christian, but I want to witness and I really the job is kind of secondary and I'll get it done if I get. No, that's a totally wrong. That's never from God. Anything your hand finds to do, you do with all your mind. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't like the boss. I don't like where I'm at. You're supposed to be all there where God has you and do it unto the Lord. Now, at this, the administrators, watch what happens. When we shine for God, even in an office environment, we're not doing anything wrong. We're shining for God. What happens? There's going to be jealousy. The enemy's going to be against us. Watch what happens. At this, the administrator tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs. But they were unable to do so. Could I hear an amen right there? That's amazing. That's powerful. They could find no corruption in him in Washington, D.C. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That wasn't it. I'm just moving right along. By the way, how many of you still love our country? Amen. Glad you're in this country. Amen. We need to pray for this country. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt. We like that one. Look at this. Nor negligent. Whatever your hand finds to do, you do it right. Finally, these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man, Daniel. And this, it has something to do, here it comes, with the law of God. Through God's providence, Daniel became one of these amazing administrators. 
And he watched over all of these people. Now, he was so successful. Notice, the plan was to just continue to put him in a high place of leadership. He was light exactly where God placed him. Keep your finger right there. I want you to go back to Matthew 5. One of the things we talked about was being light where God has placed us. Remember Matthew 5, 14? You, not maybe, you are the light of the world, a city and a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Daniel didn't serve and go, I'm serving the God, but I'm not going to let anybody know here. How do I know he didn't do that? Because they said the only way we're going to get something against him is find out in the law of the God he serves. So it was out in the open. Now, it wasn't in their face, but it was out in the open. So instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father. Remember, light is our lifestyle, our behavior, our good works. Exactly what Daniel is doing. Daniel was shining exactly where God had placed him. God has placed you in your home, in your neighborhood, in your classroom, on the ball field, wherever you're at. I'm in the dentist's office this afternoon. Exactly for three hours in that table. Oh, exactly where he wanted me. And my last words as I left after three and a half hours was scripture. Because we were arguing back and forth and having a great time. I left scripture because the word of God never returns void. Amen. So he wants you to shine there. Doesn't matter what the circumstances. Daniel would rather not be there. He's the foreign country trying to squeeze him into their way of thinking. He shines right where he is. Now, Daniel knew people were watching his life. People are watching your life. You understand that. They're observing our life. They're looking at us. Daniel had been shining right where God placed him. He made God look good, and the other rulers then, of course, are jealous, and they're going to look for a way, some kind of misconduct in him. But Daniel, and this is a challenge for all of us that are leaders, was a man of integrity. They're not going to be able to find anything, really, against him. There's no area where he's vulnerable. Now back to Daniel 6.6. So the administrators and the satraps went as a group to the king and said, O King Darius... Live forever. This is called buttering up the boss. You're familiar with it. Same thing. It's always happened. Now, the royal administrators, the prefects, the satraps, the advisors of the government have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or man during the next 30 days except to you, O king, should be thrown into the lion's den. Now, O king, issue the decree, put it in writing so it cannot be altered in accordance with the laws and means and person which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. Now, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he panicked. Is that what your Bible says? He said to God, God, I, I tried to do the right thing. What's up with this? No. He went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving what to his God? Thanks to his God, just as he had been done before. All things work together for good that love God and are called according to his purpose. So Daniel goes, I'm not really into this. 
But God, I'm going to trust you. So these men came up with this plot. They actually tricked the king. And they knew there was one person it would affect. Nobody else. Daniel. Because that's who they were after. Now, understand this. Next statement. You don't need to write it. But sometimes we forget it's happening. Who caused this? It was Satan. Satan is always battling God. So he, he battles you and I because we're here. He can't win against God. So he's going to tempt us. So Satan's always putting temptation in your way, in my way. As Christ followers today, we live in this pagan society just like them. And we need to be strong in the spirit. Like Daniel, when we're confronted, it's okay. One of the temptations you and I are going to have to uh, work against is compromise. You're going to see it happening more and more. In other words, obeying man rather than God. Now look at verse 11. These men went as a group and found Daniel, what? Praying and asking God for help. Would you have been asking God for help? You knew what was coming. See, if I pray, good things happen. If I pray, nothing happens. Daniel knew. If you lack wisdom, pray. Pray for God's help. So I want to learn that I think this is very important because of the politics and all the kind of stuff. You know, we're not really into the politics. We're into the Bible. But, of course, we're in a government, so it affects us. There's parts. But listen to what I'm going to say here. Actually, we all want to learn from Daniel how to honor God and yet still break a law that is against God. We want to honor our government. And yet sometimes we're going to have to be prepared as our culture becomes more ungodly. The government is going to step in and going to try to dictate when and where and how we can legally pray. We already begin to see that. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Now, Daniel carefully, I'm sure, was considering these consequences. And so he simply breaks the law. He prays anyway. But notice he doesn't pick it, and don't write me, you want to pick it, fine. He doesn't pick it, he doesn't put up a constitutional fight, he doesn't do it in the face of people, he just what? Prays. By the way, where should most of our prayers really be done? Jesus told us. Matthew 6, 6, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, pray to your Father in private, then the Father who sees everything will reward you. That doesn't mean we can't speak our word or speak against or go to Washington, D.C. a few times and do things. But basically, we need to pray in private because that's where it's going to happen. Now, why is Daniel praying? Because of this next statement. You've heard me say it. If you've been in this church, you've heard me say it a thousand times in the last 20 years. Prayer is a deciding factor in spiritual warfare. Why do you think our country is like it is? Because we didn't pray like we should have prayed. In your life, maybe there's things that aren't right. Start praying more. God told me when I was in China, you don't pray for the people enough. So every day, I've been praying for you guys. More and more and more. Going to continue to do it. He was right and I was wrong. Maybe you have an area where God's going to speak to you. It's a deciding factor. Now, the leaders knew where to wait. They knew the habit of Daniel. They caught him in the very act. Returning to the king, they made him enforce the law that he didn't want to enforce. He now realizes he's been tricked. 
Now, when he's going to enforce the law now, he's going to give an order, and he's going to require Daniel to bow down. Let me ask you a question. When this law went in, was God in trouble? So remember that. As laws begin to go in, God's never in trouble. Did this take God by surprise? No, he's all-knowing. Was this the end of Daniel? Does Daniel know that? Daniel doesn't know that. He doesn't know if it's... Remember when the three went into the fire? Remember, what, remember their amazing faith? I haven't got there yet. Remember what they said? Well, we know God's going to deliver us. But if he doesn't deliver us, he still loves us. Whoa. That's amazing. So Daniel is not in trouble. He doesn't know it. He's just going to stand strong. See, you're going to see in a moment, God had a plan. It included Daniel being delivered out of the lion's den rather than from the lion's den. He's going to go into the lion's den. Now, I prefer to be delivered around the lion's den. How many would do that? Say, oh, Pastor Mark, I'm Ben and I, I'm going right in. Maybe not. Now, verse 16. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. What do you think was going through Daniel's mind as he was being led to the lion's den? Obviously, this wouldn't have been the first time somebody had been taken to the lion's den. I really don't know what went through his mind. But let me remind you, where is the battle? It's right here. I actually believe that as he's going, and you're going to see this twice, and it's a good reminder of us, I believe he's thinking about the character and the nature of God. Nothing impossible with God. I believe he's also going back to his history. Now, we know Daniel at this point, you know how old he is? About 80 years old. He's been serving God since he's a teenager all these years in the foreign country. How much history has he got? Many years. I remember I told you at the beginning of the service, start thinking about your history. How much history do you have with God? That should build your faith. So obviously it wouldn't have been pleasing. I'm sure there would have to be some fear. I really don't know what... What's going on? We're not really told. But notice what the king says to Daniel. This encourages me. May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. Now that's being light and salt. The king knew about Daniel's God. And he also knew that Daniel was what? He served him. He served him continually. Thank you. For serving your God. Thank you for being here. This service will help your faith. This will encourage your walk with God. Now a stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet ring, with the rings of his nobles. So that Daniel's situation might not be changed. How many know a stone is not going to stop God? Amen, Easter. Well, the king returned to his palace, and he spent the night without eating and without entertainment, any entertainment being brought into him, and he could not sleep. This is where the song came, tossing and turning, tossing 
and turning all night. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. Now, what can you see from that verse? Why didn't he sleep? Because he loved Daniel. He respected Daniel. Daniel may have never heard that. But see, the king was what? Watching Daniel. The people you work with, they're watching you. You may never hear it, but they're watching you. We're to be different. That's the whole Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. Don't be like the world. Be different. We're to be different people because we have a different God. Not better. We're to be different. So he says here, at first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. Anxious right there. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel. Notice the voice in an anguished voice. He's wondering, will I hear anything? Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, it's not his yet, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? And Daniel answered, O king, live forever. How do you think he said those words? Hip, hip. I'm alive. I'm alive. He is risen. Whatever. I mean, it's there. It's there. Now, isn't this interesting to you? Daniel had a better night's rest than Darius. And the natural doesn't make any sense at all, does it? He slept the whole night. Now, why did that happen? I think it's very important. You understand, we're in a physical world. And we operate by our five senses. Sight, hearing, taste, touch, and smell. Faith is not in that world. Faith is in the spiritual world. So Daniel reminds us that the real me and you is spiritual. In that spiritual world, faith enables us to see the unseen. Daniel was able to see by faith, even I believe as he got ready to walk in there, God shutting the mouths of the lions by faith. Remember, faith provides a certainty about things we can't see. So if that faith was there, faith believes God's promises without physical evidence. Now, when faith arose. Where in the world did Daniel get his faith? He had personal history with God. All those years, Daniel was still wired and inspired to trust God. He was 80 years old, and God had never failed him. In spite of this amazing, intense spiritual warfare, he had faith, a faith that pleased God. I want you to write two things. You know the first one. Faith that isn't tested can't be trusted. This is not the first time Daniel was tested. He was tested over and over and over and over. 80 years. He'd been there probably 65 years, something like that. The world always, Romans chapter 2, always trying to squeeze it into their way of thinking, force him to serve and worship pagan gods. But all the time he resisted that change. Here's the next thing you want to write. The best place to be is in the center of God's will. When Daniel is in the lion's den. He's in the will of God. Paul and Silas were in jail. They were in the will of God. Daniel is there, and that's where you and I want to be. The circumstances really don't matter. You and I simply want to be in that place, the will of God, just so we are 
where God wants us to be. Now, when you begin thinking about this, not only does biblical history increase my faith, but my personal history with God increases my faith for tomorrow. It's not just biblical. We're studying Daniel, and I'm getting faith from that. It's challenging me from that. But there's another part you have to think about. It has to understand that I'm not Daniel. I'm Mark Balmer. I have to have my own faith tested and trusted and increased. Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward. Forgetting our failures is very good because God forgives. Failure is never final. Maybe you are living in the past. As you get older, you have more things to think about. You have all kind of past stuff. And you like to talk about all the things that God did in the past. But I want to challenge you. It's not bad as long as it isn't things that raise you up. I'm thinking all the great things I did and how God did that back then. No, if it's history, the reason David was successful against Goliath, because he'd already killed the lion. The same God that helped me kill the lion and the bear is going to help me kill Goliath. So what I'm trying to say is my personal history with God increases my faith for tomorrow because there's going to be new challenges. Now, I want you to think about this for a moment. I have a lot of things God's done for me. I want you to just stop for a moment. And tomorrow morning in your devotion, write you a couple great reminders of when you were in a pit in a lion's den and it didn't like there was any way out. And guess who came through? The reason you're here is because God came through. That should jumpstart you. That should remind you of all the things that God has done. That should give you faith, not for Daniel, but for you. He said, Pastor Mark, but man, I think I am in that pit with that, and that snowy day, and I'm right in there with that lion, and it doesn't look too good to me. doesn't matter. If you're there in the will of God, God's going to take care of that. That's what faith is. Well, I don't see it. No, you don't see faith. It's not in the physical. It's in the spiritual. Now, as you begin to think of that, we want to live life not just looking in the past. You want to look life forward. You want to have zeal. You want to have passion. If you're here and all of your talk about your relationship with God is past tense, then there's a problem. Because God is a God of today. A church that only talks about what God has done in the past is a church that's dying. That's why I challenge you. We're always looking for fresh things God has done. Why? Because the battle is the Lord's. We just want to go forward. So I encourage you, if you're spending all the time looking in the rearview mirror, there is a value to that if it's building your faith. But you can't live, you can't drive looking in that mirror. You must drive through the windshield of faith and hope and expectation for tomorrow. Can I hear an amen about that? Today, Pastor Mark taught about the importance of the Christ follower having integrity in the workplace. You heard about the story of Daniel and how those he worked with were jealous of his success. You were reminded that doing things in a godly manner doesn't guarantee that everything will go well. The vital thing is to honor God and let him take care of the results. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. In the next message, Pastor Mark will finish his teaching, Faith That Pleases God. You'll hear more about the travails of Daniel, his faith, and how God took care of him. You'll find out how Daniel stuck with God through some really dangerous and dark times. You'll be shown how Daniel's behavior is something for you to model your own attitudes and actions after. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.